0: So, as we set on the Friday edition, are you ready for the latest crisis du jour? This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. Welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, what a weekend it's been, on a personal level and also just a lot going on in the background, but the monkey pox virus, it's making the rounds. It is the new story du jour, things that should make us afraid and, and make us deeply concerned. And they're going to work hard to see if they can make this one fly. I think they're going to have a hard time, though, and here's why. Even the new mayor of New York City is hesitant in the light of some rising coronavirus case numbers to mandate mask wearing and everything else. The city of New York is trying to get back to normal, at least for what normal passes for in New York City. And even the mayor is deeply concerned that there could be even more of a mass exodus of business, money, and taxpayers from his city and also from the regions around New York City. Because you have to understand, for New York City, they don't just make money from those that live in the city. If you work in New York City, you pay a city of New York tax. That's right. You can live in New Jersey, Connecticut, or Long Island. And if you work in New York City, you pay a New York City income tax, regardless of where you live. And if companies decide to move their headquarters out of New York City, if they decide, you know, we're better off being in Florida, Texas, Tennessee, South Carolina rather than being around New York, well, that means the money goes down. And even even people like the mayor of New York understands, at least I hope that he does, that you cannot keep raising taxes on a shrinking number of people and businesses because all you're going to do is force more of those people, people and businesses to pick up and leave. And now we have monkeypox. And I've got a few stories that maybe you have not heard. Some of these stories go back a number of years. Way back. I'm seeing some things that are very troubling within the media that people have pointed out. How a lot of the media is talking about, here's a person that has monkeypox and they have a picture. And the picture's like 10, 15 years old. I'm beginning to doubt some of the stories we're being told. If you listen to the news, you think monkeypox is going to be this horrible disease with a 3 to 6% mortality rate like we were told about the coronavirus. Never came anywhere near that, even with the inflated numbers. And you know they're inflated. I know they're inflated. And many people, many doctors that are being suppressed because the ministries of truth don't want the truth out. It's becoming increasingly clear to me that the majority of those that died during the pandemic, the majority, didn't have to die. The idea that we don't treat coronavirus, we wait to somebody get so far gone, they can't be saved, and then give them a drug that we know can damage their kidneys and other vital organs. We wait they they're drowning... In pneumonia and then we give them a ventilator to an inflamed pair of lungs and we wonder why the mortality rate was so high one of the statistics that has come out and i'm just trying to give you a lot of information so you can begin to look at this monkey pox nonsense with clear vision and not be deceived. And I'm afraid a lot of people the same people that were that are still running around wearing face diapers because they're afraid of the coronavirus, it's going to tackle them and kill them. Especially when I see young children and young adults, people in their 30s and 40s and with their kids and they're all wearing their their virtue signaling face diapers. What kind of nonsense? They don't work. We know they don't work. Never have worked. Never will work. We were sold a bill of goods by people that had other plans for you and I and this planet. Now, to give you an example, like I say, the majority of people that died of the coronavirus, I read one story that 83% of everybody that died of the coronavirus was in a nursing home. Wow. Now, that that gives you some pause for thought when those stats begin to come out. And a lot of people that supposedly died of the coronavirus, did they really die of the coronavirus? So there's a lot. The Imperial College of London, we remember, was telling us these just just unbelievable numbers back in in February and March of 2020 that never panned out but the media kept pushing the story pushing it and pushing it like propaganda which is what it was and we crushed an economy turned an election destroyed people's lives and the integrity of the FDA the integrity of the CDC and the National Institution of Health and Infectious Diseases, they were thrown away and trashed forever. They have been destroyed by the reprobates that run those three agencies. They sold out for money and politics and power. They didn't care about you at all. Remember, they they, they would get their paychecks regardless. They got their benefits regardless. They got their retirement funds regardless while you lost out so so i'm listening to the news these days and all these stories about monkeypox and 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 the threat it's going to pose now i'm going to take you back way back to 2021 <laughs> we're talking november of 2021 and this is a a news story this is a news story From a television station that only lasts about 28 seconds. This is the audio from a news story from November of 2021. Regarding monkeypox. New at 11,
1: we have a health warning for you. A single case of monkeypox has been confirmed in our state. Health officials say the person recently returned from Nigeria and is recovering from his mild symptoms in quarantine. The monkeypox is a milder infection in the same family of viruses as smallpox. Most cases last between two and four weeks, with people experiencing flu like symptoms. State health officials are urging that there is no public health crisis.
0: Okay, so so back in November of 2021, you know, basically six months or so ago. Six months ago, <laughs> not a problem. We, we have no trouble with this thing at all. Six months ago, monkeypox. Hey, you know, it goes away by itself and, and all the... The health websites you could see back then talked about, yeah, the cases last for, you know, a few weeks on average, two to four weeks. Not much you can do except just let it run its course. It's not really contagious. It's not, see, it's not an airborne virus. You have to come in contact with the, the scabbing and the bodily fluids, to be quite blunt to even contract it. Every website, and I, people have been looking through what's called the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine is a wonderful thing. Websites that suddenly get updated magically. Well, what they really said months ago is still there. So you check out the CDC website, the National Institutes of Health in the United Kingdom and other places. What were they saying about monkeypox just two and three weeks ago. The same thing you heard in that story. It's just one of those things that seems to come out of Africa, monkeypox. It's rare. And, you know, it's just a nuisance. It's not a health risk. We really don't have any major stories about people that die from monkeypox. And if they did, what we are learning... So they had a lot of other things going on, and monkeypox was the least of their worries. And so six months ago, a monkeypox case in the United States, and there were probably more than just the one case, it was no concern not to worry. See, we still have the coronavirus to keep us all in panic. And everybody's screaming, you must be vaccinated so you don't die of the Rona. You know, fear the Rona. That was pretty much what everybody's telling you to do. Fear the Rona. The coronavirus. It's going to kill. And we have to. And then, then the FDA. They decide last week. Let's give booster shots to little kids who don't need the stuff to begin with, even though we have no clue, zero evidence of what these vaccines are going to do to a young child's immune system in either the short term and even more concerning, the long term. We don't know. See, these are not attenuated viruses. These are not what are called sterile vaccines. Meaning what they do is they give you true immunity to a known pathogen. These, these treatments that have been pushed out as a vaccine, under the legal definition of a vaccine in 2020... Let me let me say this again. I want if you don't hear anything else, I want you to catch this under the legal definition in place of what a vaccine is and is not. In 2020, the stuff being pushed as a COVID-19 vaccine is not a vaccine. It never met the requirements, period. But they changed the definition which magically included these vaccines. Now, before I go any farther, so we know back in November, nothing to see here. Hey, somebody came back from, from Nigeria and, and they, they happened to come down with monkeypox. No big deal. It's not a health threat. So when people talk about monkeypox, if, if somebody should mention it, tell them there's nothing to worry about the CDC and the FDA and and everybody says it's okay and suddenly and suddenly today president biden says there's cause for concern and this is what this is the nonsense that CBS News was pushing this morning.
2: This is CBS News Flash. I'm Elise Preston in New York. President Biden says recent monkeypox cases in the U.S. are concerning, adding that work is being done to determine which vaccines could help ward against the
1: disease. So far, two cases in the U.S. have been confirmed with more than 50 suspected cases.
0: Everybody's got- does any of this nonsense sound familiar when you hear the two stories? Story number one, from back in November. There's been a case of monkeypox, but nothing to worry about. It means nothing. Just ignore it. We heard that, oh, I don't know, December of 2019, there was a, a virus out there. And nothing to worry about. It was in China. Well, well, then it got on a cruise ship. Still nothing to worry about. Then there was an outbreak in Italy. Well, we better start getting concerned. And before you know it, we had a full-blown pandemic on our hands. And two weeks to flatten the curve. And the rest, of course, is history. We all know it. And I believe that in a little over two years, the powers across the globe have learned who is compliant and who is not. Who obeys the mandates and who decides that their personal freedom means more, especially in light of a lot of lies that were told by governments worldwide. I'm going to share. I got one more thing about this monkeypox that I want to share. Matter of fact, let's do this first. And then I'll get into some of the other thoughts that I have. You really need to be ready for what's going to unfold. If you think this is going to be a passing fad and, you know, just a flash in the pan, trust me, people are going to fall for this. It's going to ramp itself up. And it'll be a double whammy by the fall when we have a mysterious, I mean, w- w- we have a mystery variant of COVID along with monkeypox. What are we going to do for the 2022 election? There was a story this morning, and I'm going to kind of break it apart so we can have a little bit of commentary here. And, and this is probably one of the best examples I know there are probably others, maybe you saw, of what I call the mainstream narrative. Now, this this comes to us courtesy of CNBC, not MSNBC. Unless I wanted you to hear something really absurd, I never would share anything from, you know, the thoroughly brain syphilis MSNBC because their programming is detrimental to your mental health. I mean, it really is. Remember, that's the same network that every night had Adam Schiff on telling us that he had seen the evidence of the Russian collusion with Trump. And and I've seen it, and it's really terrible, and a man needs to be perp-walked out of the White House and charged with treason. That was Adam Schiff. And, of course, none of that evidence ever existed. He made it up. He got on television. He lied. The fact that he's not in prison for trying to insert the presidency of the United States under false pretenses using the power of his office with two phony impeachments is beyond me. These are the kind of people that should really be called the traitors. The ones that made sure an election could be stolen. The one that kept a lie alive and millions of dollars spent on a phony hoax, which was part of a political campaign of one Hillary Clinton. And they knew it. And they buffaloed the FBI and every intelligence agency to perpetuate the fraud And, of course, MSNBC and all the main networks, they just lapped it up, believed every word of it. And even when they knew it wasn't true, they kept the lie alive. In a just world, all the networks that knowingly perpetuated that lie should be sued out of business. I mean, they should have nothing except nothing. They should be literally sued out of business for what they did and so here is CNBC which is, you know, it's better to a degree than MSNBC this morning we have Dr. Scott Galeeb who used to be the former FDA commissioner and now he's a CNBC contributor and he's on CNBC's Squawk Box this morning to break down the risk that monkeypox will pose to the United States and the world. So let's listen to little bits of this together and see if we can't uh, put this propaganda into its proper perspective.
2: President Biden uh, weighing in on monkeypox and the risk it poses uh, to the country. Joining us now, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner and a CNBC contributor. He also serves on the board uh, boards of Pfizer and Illumina. So there, there's some pluses, there's some minuses. I hate to look at it that way, Doctor, but it, you really need close contact. There's already a vaccine. What 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 are the what, what are the concerning? Uh, aspects to it. Those are two things that that maybe make it less concerning. Well, the president's comments just there in that clip were interesting because he said that they think they have enough vaccine to deal with, I think, the likelihood of the problem. He said there was at one time supposed to be enough smallpox vaccine in the U.S. stockpile to cover every single American. It doesn't sound like that's enough vaccine to cover every single American. It sounds like it's enough to do ring vaccination, which is likely what they're going to need to do if it does start to spread here. I don't think that we're going to mass vaccinate the population. But one of the questions is how much vaccine is in the stockpile. There are also supposed to be two million doses of an antiviral drug that's effective against smallpox and is actually authorized in Europe uh, for use against monkeypox by SIGA. Um, it's a question of how much. T- it's called T-Pox. It's a question of how much of that's in the stockpile right now. FDA just last week authorized that uh, that drug for intravenous use. Previously, it was just available in an oral form. So I think we should find out what's in the U.S. stockpile. The, the concern right now among scientists is why is this spreading? Why is this suddenly emerging? Because
0: there's a congressional election emerging this fall. That's why. That's why this is becoming a news story. Two years after Corona, because the Corona narrative has run out of gas. When people in many of the states, the blue states, the more liberal states, the more draconian states, the more leftist lunatic states, are being, they're beginning to say, you know, we can't push this COVID much farther. The jig is up. And every day, more people are seeing the light. On, on COVID, that it's ended. It ran its two-year course. They can't milk COVID all the way through the 2022 election. They can't push this COVID narrative for the globalist. People are getting tired, even in Canada. And yes, there's still a slim majority that live in abject fear in Canada are our neighbors to the north of the United States. And that's sad, but it's because I don't get it. I guess it's because they're so dependent upon their state run medical establishment and no doctor in their right mind who wants to stay employed would ever say a word against The man-child leader of Canada when it comes to COVID because he knows he would lose his license and his livelihood. That's why. And so the medical establishment has a gun at their head in Canada, and even in many states in the United States, you dare not speak the truth or you'll pay dearly for speaking the truth. And here in the United States, if you don't believe me, We almost had a, quote, disinformation governance board in place. It was announced for the 2023 budget. And the Biden administration, I don't think Joe Biden really does much of anything anymore. Except they put him in front of a teleprompter and drag him around. And and they had this, this journalist... What a phony she is. Nina Jankowitz, and she was going to be the executive director. She had been a previous a fellow at the Wilson Center, like in Woodrow Wilson, the man that really sold this country out in the first years of the of the 20th century, gave us the income tax, the direct election of senators, and the Federal Reserve, which has been messing with our banking ever since... Ever since Wilson, we started getting a thing called runaway inflation, and well, others we'll do that some other day. But while I got a moment here, I've just got to remind you of Nina Jankowicz, and you know. Oh, by the way, she advised the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry a number of years back. She is definitely the kind of person that wants to control what you think and you are allowed to say matter of fact she went as far as to say that she should have the right had this office come into being and had she been in charge that she should have the right to edit anything you put on social media if she thought it wasn't true a lot of what the government said with uh was supposed to be true ended up being nothing but lies so we don't need we don't need the first amendment burned to the ground to make to make one political ideology happy and, and to give you an idea of what a nut job this woman is nina jankowitz this is something she posted on tiktok
1: when- takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet so disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious
0: it's how you hide a little idle lie It's how you hide a little idle lie It's how you hide a little idle lie When Rudy Giuliani shared
1: that in town from Ukraine Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain They're laundering disinfo when we really should take note And not support their lies with our wallet, voice or vote Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious By saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet so Information's origin seems slightly less atrocious <laughs>
0: now just because they have put their plans on hold regarding the ministry of truth or the department of homeland security board of disinformation you know this it's on a pause for the moment don't think that after don't think that after the election in 2022 later this year here in the united states that it will not be resurrected from the dead They'll bring it back. They just know right now they figured it out. They they don't they don't have the votes. They see a potential, at least in their mind, red wave coming. And so we need to deal with the red wave and minimize the damage. Welcome to monkeypox. Pox. Now let's get back to that, that interview from CNBC, the Squawk Box program, this morning, and and the question that was being asked to this former FDA commissioner and CNBC contributor, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Now, remember, he's on the board of Pfizer, I begin to wonder about these people. They go from the FDA to the big pharma companies and back to the FDA. The FDA that gets most of their money from big pharma. It's kind of like having the foxes regulating the hen house. None of this makes any sense. Oh, by the way, notice how these pandemics seem to gain their form right about the same time we have something going on in Davos. Yeah, yeah. there's a big gathering this week, if you didn't know, at the World Economic Forum, right about the same time we're hearing about monkeypox, that six months ago was not a crisis, nothing to worry about, nothing to see here, folks. Not a thing to see. Go on your merry way. Life's good. Monkeypox is not really harmful, and if you get it, well, you'll be fine in no time, and it's really hard to get it. So let's get back to this little interview here, another minute or so, and then we'll kind of draw this to a close.
2: So how do you see this? What, are we going to be talking about this in three months, Scott? In your view?
0: Count on it. Yeah,
2: I think the risk right now is that this becomes a persistent risk that we can't fully snuff this out and cases continue to emerge. I don't think this is going to be um, uncontrolled spread in the same way that we you know, tolerated the COVID-19 epidemic. Uh, but I, there is a possibility that now that this has gotten into the community, if in fact it's more pervasive than what we're measuring right now, that it becomes hard to snuff out because a lot of these cases are mildly symptomatic patients might not present. They're going to get misdiagnosed because doctors aren't used to evaluating this virus. And so if it is persistent, I think that could still cause a lot of disruption. First of all, it could cause a lot of um, disease and and some people are going to have bad outcomes, but it could cause a lot of disruptions. You know, this is a virus that is super stable outside the human host, so it could live on objects like blankets and things like that. And so you can see situations where people become reluctant to try on clothing, do things like that, where it could be disruptive in areas where this is spreading, like New York City, if if we do have large outbreaks in major cities. So we need to get a handle on this. We need to identify these cases. Um, it's very amenable to public health work, contact tracing, ring vaccination. Um, so now that doctors are going to be on the lookout for it, if public health authorities are aggressive, they can get control of this. But I suspect there's more cases that are going to emerge in the coming weeks as people start to present. And as we go back and find out a lot of people were misdiagnosed.
0: Do you see the pattern developing? They're doing it again. And you want to know why they do it? It's because they know several things. Number one, the media will be on their side. Period. They can lie persistently like Dr. Fauci did. And his ties financially to this, all these pandemics, these people holding patents on vaccines, the word vaccine is coming into play again. They got a lot of people to try the experimental. They scared them into doing it, threatened them, people losing their jobs. I have an unrelated question. Why, are there, why is there beginning to be a bit of a shortage they don't talk about among airline pilots? Just wondering. That's what I've been hearing. Haven't fully confirmed it yet. But it seems that there's some retirements and things happening in the background. Nothing to see here, of course. I'll, I'll just say this before we go to our break. This hand-in-hand between certain aspects of our mainstream media and the most leftist parts of our government, and what I call, for lack of a better term, for what I call, for lack of a better term, the state-run media. That's been used before, but that's what they are. They are the Ministry of Truth pretending they're objective journalists at at these little sewers like the New York Times and and WAPO, the Washington Compost, the New York Slimes, MSNBC, all the reprobate pro-homosexual networks They believe in transgenderism, and we should be encouraging little children to learn about sexuality in kindergarten. These are sicko individuals that are giving you the news, and people believe what they say. I'm a little bit on the strong side of my language and my thinking today, but I have to be. We're about to get played again, and it's going to be, well, kind of fascinating to watch how many people fall for it Again. You can count on it. You see what is happening. The narrative is beginning to develop. We'll learn in the not-too-distant future, like this summer and early fall. Just, Do you notice that it's going to be late this summer and early fall? We're going to begin to understand the danger of monkey pox. That was never a danger before, but it is now. You know, I'll be honest about one thing. It may be a danger. It actually may be a danger for those that have been double vaxxed and boosted for the coronavirus because we're beginning to see people that are double vaxxed and boosted tend to have weakened immune systems. I'll just say this. I'm running really late for the break, but that's okay. A few weeks ago, A few weeks ago, I was talking with a funeral director, well, a guy that works. He's not the director, but he he's there for most of the funerals at a funeral home that I've known for many years. And the question was posed by a couple of us that were just having this little conversation. So how busy were you during 2020 during the the onslaught of the pandemic? And the answer was honestly, there was no real noticeable difference. But as we've gotten to the latter part of 2021 and into 2022, there has been a very noticeable uptick. And a lot of these people are not just elderly, they're younger people in working age. And guess what? It's not the virus. They're not dying of corona, but they are dying in higher numbers than ever before. I've got a lot more to share, and I don't want you to go away. Can you come back and be? Can you hang on for three minutes for this break coming up? If you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder. By the way, we're coming to you from our Georgia studio. I'm going to give you a little update before the end of the program today. What's going on and where I could use some of your prayerful support. If you can help us pay for the radio airtime, hard to believe, another week and we have to mail a check for the month of June. To stay on, although they have to go out in, you know, before June. If you can help us, would you write a check payable to Ancient Word Radio mailing address, Truth to Ponder. 5753 Highway 85 North that's 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 that's number 3248 in Crestview Crestview, Florida and the zip code 32536 once again make the check payable Ancient Word Radio mailing address 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman.
1: From all things. Coming up, Shalom Alechem. this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. In Acts 13, 39, it says something like this, very interesting. It says, through him, everyone who believes is freed from all things, from that which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Amazing verse. Most people miss. Did you get it? Did you catch that? Through him, everyone who believes is freed from all things. From all things. (laughs) Wow, that's freedom from all things? From what? From things. How many things? All things. No limitation on that. So what does that mean? It means that whatever that bondage is in your life, that's got to be part of that all things. If it's a thing, and if it's part of the all, it's got to be all part of all things. Then you have the power to be free from it. Is that problem you're dealing with a thing? Yeah. Is it part of the all? Yes, it's part of all things. So no matter what you think, that problem, you can be free from it. In Messiah, you have the power to be free. How? By believing. He who believes, everyone who believes, not some, everyone who really believes, really. The more you believe, the more faith you have, the more you get that into your heart, the more you really believe what the Bible says, the more you'll be free from all things, everything inclusive. Messiah, you've got the power not to be uh, free from a few things or some things or even many things. It doesn't say that. It says all things. Good news. That thing that is a bondage in your life is a thing. It means it's covered. Okay. So start your process of freedom today. Take the first step in Messiah. You are freed, not from some. But from all things, want more? Ask for light to the Gentiles. Now imagine being plugged into a special line, let you know future events, news behind the news, biblical prophecy updates on Israel. What you need to know is an end time believer, and teachings and strength for every day. Well, also you'll get it, and also the mystery of the temple doors as well. Your free gifts. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember, Jesus is real. He name, Yeshua. You dial it. That's it. Just call one eight hundred Yeshua one. For your free gifts, you will be blessed, but call now, that's 1-800-Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. And I invite you to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even to Jerusalem. How? Well, listen, imagine you could blanket the earth with salvation. You can. Through shortwave radio, it's the farthest way you'll ever reach the lost. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 076 44. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying you're free. Shalom Aleichem, and peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah Oro Ehatov, the Good Shepherd.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved in. And welcome back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Buehrman. I've got a couple of stories that I want to share here that I really think is going to put so much of this this current new story into perspective. And And you need to hear this. Now, before I get to that story, just give me a moment here. We are currently in Georgia. My wife and I spent the past two weeks up in Virginia at the daughter's home and husband. And we are looking at, at making a move in our life. We're at that point. Look, here, I'll be 68 this year. Both of us will. And while I'm very thankful that I'm in good health and I have so many things that I really believe God would have me to do, I need to put things into perspective for the short run, the medium run, and the long run. Obviously, I'm not getting any younger. This summer would be the 50th anniversary of my graduation from high school. Well,. I don't think our class in our small town in upstate New York is having anything. I couldn't find it. My my wife's is, but that's on that's in Oregon, and they're just doing like a dinner. And is it really worth flying across country to stay, spend time with a lot of people you never got along with that well to begin with? So, you know, we're, we're looking at something different for us this summer. The Lord gave us this wonderful place that we have here in the mountains in Georgia. That's the only way I can describe it. And it I've always felt from the day that we got it and renovated it that we had it for a season. And And the time has come to sell this place and to invest what we get from this place into what I really believe is possibly... You never tell the Lord your long-term plans. You might be wrong. But we feel that it's time for us to, you know, put together our retirement plan. Where are we going to live as we get older? Being near family, I think, is, is vital and very important. And this would, in fact for us in that regard, be the best thing we could do to find our way to the extreme, when I say extreme Southwest corner of Virginia, right there near Tennessee and be close to family. And I see some incredible ministry opportunities in that process. So we, we kind of looked at real estate and got a feel for the, for the region and we needed to make, take that time. And we feel very, very compelled that that's the direction we need to go. We're spending a lot of time preparing this place, finishing a couple little projects. When we bought this place five years ago, it was uninhabitable. You couldn't live here. But gradually over time, we invested a lot of time, effort, and our savings to make this place. It was a great place to put savings because the banks pay nothing. And so that's how we ended up with our little place in Sky Valley, Georgia. And the time has come uh, to let it go. And so we are trying this week to prepare it, to get it listed before the weekend, this coming weekend. And just trust God that it'll, it'll be sold. And we'll take the money from this and begin to prepare for our basically forever home if that's what God would have us do and we feel very strongly that that is the direction we're going in the background in some things ministry and church wise that are happening that I can't believe that are just wonderful I just have to make some decisions and and have some conversations pray about that as well now let's get back to why I don't think you should fear monkeypox. I'm going to give you some legitimate reasons why you should not fear monkeypox. See, they're they're giving us the story that you heard on on CNBC Squawk Box and I'm sure no matter where you've gone, I'm sure that even Fox News has had their share of fear the pox. I've got some stories I'll probably get into tomorrow or the next day regarding this even that go back to the 1980s, but Here's just something, you know, we're we're being prepared to hear about these incredibly bad numbers of monkeypox, and how monkeypox is going to to kill you. And, vaccine, you know, you heard in that story before we went to the, the break. Will we have enough vaccines, will be the question. Once again, we get into this vaccine stuff. Vaccines cure everything. According to Bill Gates and and those that invest heavily in them but but here's the question who is at risk for even getting monkeypox and how did this this new wave of monkeypox start some of you may already know if you've been looking carefully at the news Alex Berenson wrote something today that I think is important to understand I don't, Alex Berenson has been very right on most of what happened with COVID and the vaccines and the manipulation of data and the out and out lying. Fauci's a liar. We know it. And and when he says, I'm science, he's a liar. He's not science. He's a bought and paid for shill (laughs) for big pharma and proud of it. He's worth millions of dollars. Working for the federal government. How do you do that? But Alex, I can't read all of this because this just put it this way, I want to keep this at least, you know, PG rated. So there are a few things that I can't I can't share from what he writes. But he asked the question, are you a gay man? Specifically, are you a gay man who likes sex with lots of other gay men? Maybe even in a bathhouse. You know, names, who cares? They don't matter. Maybe even some meth on the side. Oh, oh, you're not? Are you sure? It's cool if you are. We're not going to judge anybody here, and then we go on. Some things I don't want to share. Still no? So you're not gay, and you're not hanging out in the bathhouses? You're not having sex with lots of other gay men? Okay, then you don't need to worry about the monkey pox thing. Now, you can almost, as he writes, you can almost feel the public health authorities at the FDA, the CDC, the NHIA, you know, and, and everywhere across the globe, they're squirming. This is uncomfortable. On the one hand, you've almost got another perfect epidemic pandemic ready to launch the perfect way to distract from the shiny robots in the media from the complete failure of the mRNA vaccines and that's what they are the numbers get worse by day by day and so the new media thing is we need to leave covid behind and call it an endemic But we still need something to put fear and control into people. There's no doubt about that. So that's why we have the monkeypox epidemic. That's right. That's why we have the monkeypox epidemic, which will become a pandemic if needed. And here's the problem, though. Those that are that are coming down with this and spreading it, it seems to be centered around the sexual preferences and practices of male homosexuals and even some bisexual men. Monkeypox joins not just HIV, but syphilis, gonorrhea, and a bunch of other nasties. And the state of California, not known as a conservative hotspot, is quietly reporting that gay men are hundreds of times more likely to get syphilis than straight men or women. Yeah, it's early in the monkeypox narrative. But what you need to do is you're going to watch this thing develop. But the one thing they're not going to tell you is where it's developing from. Stories are coming out that monkeypox spread it came from two raves in Europe. In other words, where a bunch of homosexual men were a bunch of homosexual men had gathered for what to do what they do. And that's where it spread body fluids. That's the only way to put it. It's the only way to put it. We we can't talk about that part though, because see that you we know we're, this will not be reported by MSNBC because it, the narrative it wrecks their narrative. The narrative that we must accept transgenderism same-sex attraction and we must be pushing this on young people at a young age like kindergarten companies like disney that are just supporting all of this all of this stuff the bible condemns you know it's so sad i can remember as a young child I was raised as a Lutheran, so we didn't have church services on a Sunday night like many of my Baptist friends in the South did when I moved South. But I used to watch the wonderful world of Disney. In color, of course. Well, we didn't have a color TV. We always wondered what it would look like someday when we got one years later. But there was Disney. And everything was essentially G-rated. And you knew they had Disneyland in California, and how much, how so I wanted to visit it someday. Disneyland. I mean, remember, Disney World in Florida was still on the drawing board, kind of a top secret in the Orlando area in the early 60s. And I can remember watching this from, you know, I guess, from kindergarten or before and on. The wonderful world of Disney every Sunday night. And even by 1964, 65, you know, we we still watched it as a family. Even as we got it, as I got into junior high, and even occasionally high school, the wonderful world of Disney—a safe place for families to watch—and you had everything from you know movies to cartoons to full feature length. I mean, it's just it was a wonderful thing. And and you saw Disneyland. Now, By the way, I may have mentioned this before. I was adopted. As a youngster, I was not even quite, about one year of age when I was put up for adoption. Another story for another day. And in the 1980s, I I just felt compelled. I had known it all my life. And I did some research to find out about my biological parents, my mother in particular. And this is long before the Internet. It took me about two years. But I finally found my mother living in a town called Reseda, California. And I flew out to visit her in Reseda, California. And discovered I had a half-sister and a half-brother. And on my second visit to California, my half-sister took me out to see Disneyland. So I finally had my dream dream in my 30s but still i guess i was like 34 35 something like that and i finally got to ride the teacups and all that goes with it i never got to disney world until like 1999 and that's when i had you know kids and grandkids to take so different different time and disney hadn't thoroughly trashed the reputation yet yeah they had other movie companies for the, shall we say, PG and then ultimately R-rated stuff. And little did we know how woke they were going behind the scenes. And I shared several weeks ago some of the things that go on behind the scenes at Disney, how there is and has been for a number of years now a very large group of people in the Disney organization pushing gay pride, pushing transgenderism, pushing it all. There, there are people in executive positions that want to have more transgender, more homosexual characters for little children to see in Disney. How far they have fallen. And I really believe that they become, as the Bible says, delusional. And they're living in this mass delusion of thinking that this is what needs to be done to children. It is better, the Bible says, to have a millstone hung around your neck and to be cast into the sea and drown than to harm a young child. And and what we're seeing now in the Disneys and in many of the cartoons and the networks, where there used to be a filter, because even... Even evil people knew that they couldn't get away with stuff years ago. They feel they can now. School boards have been taken over by reprobates and, I think, saintness, to be quite blunt. Whether they even know they're saintness, they they have allowed themselves to do things and be in places and to fall into what I call demonic oppression or possession And they see nothing wrong with teaching all of this sick stuff to little children. And they scream and get angry and demand that the police deal with those that disagree with these school boards. You're the danger. If you believe your child should not be exposed in kindergarten to homosexual behavior, you're the evil one now. My, my, how times have changed. How times have changed. Where evil is now good, and good is now evil. Guess what? The Bible has said the day was coming when this would become the norm. So when it comes to monkeypox, expect the narrative to get louder and scarier day by day, We need more vaccines. We have a shortage. We don't have enough. More fear. More mail-in ballots. More mules to drop off those ballots. When does it end? And my answer is simple. It doesn't. It only keeps getting worse. William Penn, who is the namesake for the state of Pennsylvania... Have these words many, many years ago, centuries ago. Men must be governed by God or they will be ruled by tyrants. Let me say that again. Men must be governed by God or they will be ruled by tyrants. How far Pennsylvania has fallen because of certain parts of the state. I've been to many places in Pennsylvania that are just beautiful, wonderful people. I I could envision living in parts of Pennsylvania back in the day. But what has happened to their state? The elections kind of tell you the, the story. How Philadelphia was used to taint the election of Pennsylvanians by, I think, I think it was thievery. It is purely thievery. In my opinion. The election was stolen. We know it. The media says No, you can't say that. If you do, you're an insurrectionist. Yeah, what an insurrection. They're afraid to release all the video of what happened two years ago. Well, actually a year or so a year and so many months ago in DC. Because they're afraid you'll you'll see the truth. The truth is not the narrative that Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and that, you know, entire, you know, January 6th committee. It's all a bunch of smoke, mirrors, and lies. The reprobates are scared. They see the possibility of them losing power. And so it's time to, to come up with a new narrative. And monkeypox? why not? Whatever works in those troubling times if you're a leftist. Because you know you milked the coronavirus too far. You lied about the number of people that died. And you've lied about the vaccines. And that will become obvious. So we have to divert everybody's attention. Do you believe in the work that we're doing? Would you consider supporting us financially? We need your help going into June. If you can help us, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248. Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida. Zip code 32536. That's zip code 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truththe number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth,
1: the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.